Lady, you remind me of my raps on that relapse shit. Cause you got an ass thick as them accents. To ass cheek implants, call that an asset. Cause you can set a glass on it, it's massive. From the first time I saw you, I actually said to myself, I gotta meet her like a taxi. Exactly, love affair in the backseat. Sorry if I'm being graphic, but I'm stiff as a statue you set on a shelf. I feel like Poppin'. What what happened to Eminem? I have no idea. You got old? I dislike him very much these days. I like him. I still like him. Terrible I immature punchlines. The punchlines are too much. Ever awful. since ever since uh, he came back. Awful. Yeah. He's trying to keep up with he the younger. Retire or start doing drugs. Again. Two options there. Retire or start doing drugs again. He is 50, so... Almost 51. Yep. So, Kevin, welcome back. Last week was an adventure. Yep. No oh, power. Yeah. And I ended up going nope. solo. So we have a show this yep. week. Fresh stuff. And uh, we're going to get right to it with a fat fox. McDonald's. Uh, I don't know if you've been in a McDonald's in the last uh, decade or so, but um, right. it's been a while. They've had the, they've had the self serve soda machines out on the floor for the customers to fill up their own um, cups. Well, they're going to yep. discontinue that in every single McDonald's store in the world, um, and it's not going to happen for another decade. But they're going to start um, changing the way they do that, and the and the employees are going to be the ones pouring the drinks for you. Post-COVID, I'm surprised this hadn't already happened, but they did put the announcement. Yeah, I know why it didn't happen during COVID. Yep. Um, but yeah, there will be no more self-serve. It'll be... So you can't get every single flavor. I think they call it a suicide. You can't get every single flavor of soda in one cup anymore. So um, that stuff, if you've been through a McDonald's drive through that stuff is all automated now. They put, it, they put it in a system. The cup comes out on a conveyor belt through robots, and the soda goes in the cup and the ice goes in the cup all by itself and it's all ready all they can do is put a cover cover on it for the people in the drive-thru but um yeah uh yeah i want to mention that also dr pepper's coming out with a creamy coconut uh flavor um i like dr mm -hmm. pepper i'm not a big fan of coconut though i was gonna say how are you on coconut i feel like we've talked about coconut yeah. before i love coconut it's, it depends artificial coconut is not that good to me um yeah, it depends. Dr. Pepper. I like Dr. Pepper. It seems like it's going to be like a cream soda version of Dr. Pepper, which I know they make. Yep. Um, and coconut. So, I don't know. if I may, I may try it for the podcast. We'll see. Also, Reese's coming out with a caramel big cup um, Reese's cup. And a Kit Kat is coming out with a chocolate uh, frosted donut version of their Kit Kat bar. Um, I'm not sure uh, when those will be on the shelves, but I did see those this week. And, and finally... Um, Stranger Things on the show, I think it was in the second season, they started, um, I can't remember the kid's name, but um, Joe, I can't remember his name, but he works at an ice cream shop in the mall called Scoops Ahoy. And yep. I, I believe Walmart is doing a... Uh, a, a is that uh, Steve on the show? 
Steve, that's his name. I couldn't remember. Yeah. Um, and Walmart is doing a uh, thing with Stranger Things where they're going to have these limited time flavors of ice cream. Um, they're all kind of related to the show. Um, one of the flavors mm. is pineapple upside down. Um, mint mint flare. flare looks good. Yep. Looks like a, like a peppermint stick with maybe brownies or Oreo in it. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Um, USS Butterscotch, Cinnamon Bun Bites. That looks good, too. Um, they have this all-black one called The Void. Um, Triple Decker Extravaganza and Chocolate Pudding. These are all uh, going to be a Walmart exclusive, uh, I think, coming soon. They may already be there. I haven't been in a Walmart in a while, but uh, keep an eye out for those. So, Interesting. Uh, we missed last week because uh, you were not here, so we're, we are going to do a show and tell. So many geeky things that we could pull off from the shell. We've been collecting shit for years and now we're whipping it out. So it's time to showcase all the money that we wasted well. So I'll let you go first this week. Okay. What do we got, Kevin? Uh, something I believe you gave me um, from the Back to the Future collection. Gray Sports Almanac. Oh yeah. With the receipt. I don't believe I did this one. Yeah. The receipt, With the receipt. The book. I mean the. Uh, and the the bag it comes in. Bag. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. I love stuff like that. It's a good that. thing to have up there. Yeah, me too. The the prop replicas are great. Yep. Um, I have a few that I'm going to be showing. So yeah, I, yep. I can see. That's I what can I have see. this week. I can see a few up there already. A little spoiler yep. alerts. Well, I got another figure. This one I've been waiting for for about six months. And <laughs> this is so fucking awesome. Um, South Park. We love South Park. Grew up on the earlier seasons of South Park. Haven't been watching. I know you've been watching the current stuff more than I have. Yeah. But there's this awesome episode with Cartman, where he dresses up as a robot, and he's and he's he calls himself Awesomeo, and he tries to get Butters to do things to him, to try to frame him. Well, as you can see from this box, this is how it came in the mail. Okay. It is a it is a authentic to the show, where it was a cardboard. It was a uh, wood box. Looks like it came from Japan. I think Cartman wrote a little thing on there. Two butters from Japan. Well, inside the box is a pretty screen accurate, large Cartman Osimo figure. With the helmet that comes <laughs> off. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I've had this on my shelf for a week. This is amazing. I love this figure. Um... And Kid Robot. How much did, did that set you back? Fifty bucks. Kid Robot made it. Oh, that's not bad. Not bad at all. And it's pretty. It's pretty uh, detailed. It's got a lot of stuff. It's got like all the gadgets and stuff that he put onto the cardboard boxes when he dressed up on the show. Uh, this is one of my favorite South Park South Park episodes. Uh, one of my favorite episodes with Cartman and Butters. Um, they're both amazing in it. But yeah, I, I love this figure. Uh, so Kid Robot, if you see it on there, they just uh, came out this month. This uh, month. This summer. So. Uh, pretty awesome. So, another figure. Um, I have no shelves for all this shit, by the way. Uh, we're going to do a quick uh, pivot because something happened on Monday Night Football. And you're going to be teaching me all about Aaron Rodgers. 
This is the theme to teach race sports. We need a theme for teach race sports. I couldn't think of anything that would be original. I stole this instrumental from the Gary Shanley Show. This is the theme to teach race sports. This is the theme to teach race sports. So Kevin, what do I need to know about Aaron Rodgers? I know this uh, big thing happened on Monday when he his first game in the Jets. He was in for the he was with the Green Bay Packers for a very very long time. I know that. Yes. And I know this deal was huge. And I know this was in the first five minutes of the game. And so you you continue the story from here because I don't know. Yeah, anything uh, other than it was that. like the fourth play of the game. He dropped back and they play on turf there, and he kind of yeah. tripped up and sh- his Achilles went kaboom. Oh. Um, he's 39, so at that age, good luck coming back from that injury. Okay. Um, he's kind of a weirdo. Yeah. Um, like, there's two people in, in sports that I think of just, like, weirdos for being weirdos' sake. Him and Kyrie Irving. I'm sure there's more than that, but that was the first one I always think of off the top of my head. Kyrie had that whole flat earth thing, which oh, yeah, uh, we should yeah. probably do a Kyrie segment at some point, because that dude is fucking out there. Um, but yeah... Rogers went does these like darkness retreats, where he just goes away and does doesn't come out of the dark for like two weeks at a time. Hmm. Like he was explaining on uh, his best friend's Pat McAfee. Yeah. Um. Of course, you know him from WWF mm-hmm. WWE. Um. But he's a podcaster and he does uh football segments on ESPN, and um, he talked about doing his darkness retreats, um, where he's just in a room, and to go to the bathroom he just has a tub. And he just crawls into the tub because he can't see anything. Does his thing. Mm. Gets out of the tub. Um, he also went through this this phase where he was eating clay. He was like... he's He was engaged to Shailene Woodley. I think yes. that's her name. I, I remember that um, too. They were engaged. I don't think they are anymore. Um, but this whole deal with the Jets was like rumored all off season. I was in Florida in March and they were talking about the, the deal getting like done and it didn't get done for like a whole month later. Like the week I went back to work. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean they gave him a huge contract for a 39 year old cause the many, Jets can never find a quarterback. How many um, years, how many years was he signed to the Jets now? I want to say only two, Okay, but like 75 million was guaranteed. So no matter what, he's making Jeez. $75 million. Huh. Um, like they drafted a quarterback uh, the year we got Mac Jones or three years ago, Zach Wilson, also another very strange individual. He's a he's like a Mormon, and uh, he carried himself very poorly in the locker room, so nobody like wanted to play for him. Um, so yeah, he follows uh, Aaron Rodgers follows the trend of Green Bay Packers quarterbacks going to the Jets when they're all all used up, um, just like Brett Favre did. Uh, what was that like ten years ago, fifteen yeah. years ago, whenever that was. Um, so yeah, Aaron Rodgers kind of a weirdo, but I do feel bad. I, I mean, Patriots aren't going to do anything this year anyway, so I was kind of looking forward to seeing what the Jets would look like with him and losing with him. Um, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much the most Jets thing to that could happen. Um, I didn't even see it. I got home, and from my drive to work to here, he was already done for the year. Jeez. So good luck coming back from that. It's a tough one, and now they have to deal with the fact that Zach Wilson – is their quarterback, and I believe Zach Wilson at the end of last year <laughs> said, if they bring in another quarterback to replace me, I'm going to make his life a living hell. <laughs> yep. Yep. 
So yeah, it good luck, like a, uh, good luck, Jets fans. They loaded did, up on everyone this year. They went out and got guys that that Aaron Rodgers wanted to play with. They they hired his old offensive coordinator, who was just an awful head coach last year with Denver. I think the guy was fired after like five games as a head coach with Denver. That's hmm. how bad he was. So um, yeah, good luck, Jets fans. Yeah, it's it be did, a rough one. It, it did seem like a clusterfuck. Just me looking on the outside, from the outside looking in, it looked like a big mess, and you've pretty much confirmed that. Um, so yeah, I wanted to bring that up, and let's get into what we watched this week, um, and last week, talk a little bit about the Ahsoka episode 4 and 5. Uh, wow. episode 4 last week was pretty great. We'll talk about that a little bit now, because you didn't talk about it last week, but there are some great lightsaber battles, there are some yep. great, um, revelations at the end of that episode with Anakin, yep. which continued on this episode, episode 5. Anything you want to bring up from the fourth episode before we get into this, uh, this new one? Uh, not really, because a lot of what I was going to bring up was speculation on what was to happen in the fifth episode. Yes. And yep. since we've seen the fifth episode, we'll just talk about it. Episode 5, heavy on the flashbacks, which we knew it was going to be. Uh, Soka is in this, uh, world between worlds, whatever it is in the, in the Rebels show that, that was brought to, uh, to the forefront, and now they're bringing it into live action. Um, and in this world, she meets Anakin Skywalker. We're not sure whether he's a manifestation of her mind, a, uh, a ghost, a force ghost. We're not sure what exactly he is. But throughout this, it's almost like a test to Ahsoka. And they have lightsaber battles. There's a bunch of flashbacks. There's an amazing flashback of her going back to the Clone Wars yes. and her being a young Ahsoka, played by what you brought up, and it's been brought up online ever since you told me about it, the actress who played Gamora in Infinity War, the young Gamora, the little one that was uh, the last surviving uh, member of her species that Thanos uh, kind of adopted. Yep. Um, also, yeah, because we both uh, thought she looked really familiar, and then I just looked it up, and I saw that was her, and I was like, that's why she looks familiar. Because uh, she uh, nailed young Ahsoka. She was she amazing was as young so Ahsoka. so good. And um, she's yeah, also... She was just like Ahsoka in the Clone Wars TV and show. She, and she's incredible. also... Yeah, that's, it was awesome. Um, and she's also in a movie we're going to review in a little bit. She was in Barbie. She had a pretty good, significant mm -hmm. role in that. Um, but... I've told you, the internet said it the same exact thing. This is Hayden Christensen's redemption of everything that happened in the prequels. He he did not he did not pull any punches. He did what he should have done in the prequel trilogy. And like you mentioned to me through our text thread, basically it was George Lucas's words that he was just yeah. spewing out. And it was, it I was mean, his direction. Lucas is Lucas is one of the greatest idea men in the history of cinema. I don't think that can be disputed. Um He's a great storyteller. He has great ideas, but he has not the greatest execution as a director, um, which is apparent in the prequel trilogy. For a while, and then, and then um, when you see so. Dave, when you see Dave Filoni coming in and doing yes. this, yep. you posted you posted a picture on your Facebook, your personal Facebook, uh, on your cover story of a amazing mm. visual scene of Ahsoka versus Anakin Skywalker in this world. Yes. With lightsabers, and it just it's just something visually stunning. There is a bunch of visually stunning, and this is directed by Dave Filoni. Um, of course, he was in charge of all the Clone Wars and all of the um, Rebels stuff, all the cartoon stuff, and he's brought into the live action to do uh, Mando. Yeah, so yeah this, he was basically an intern at Lucasfilm, yes. and he and George worked really well together, and then he ended up basically getting given Rebels his own show to do, um, and he, do, he was a big part of the creative... Him and George uh, on Clone Wars. Yep, and uh, yeah, he and did an he amazing. Probably would have, 
he should have been the guy to lead them at Lucasfilm when the merger was or when right. Disney bought him, but he was 34 at that time, so there's okay. no way he was going to be in charge of everything. He was 34 or 36 or something, so because he's like just old, slightly older than us. Yeah, he's definitely proving himself with every little new thing that he comes out with, and this is this is by far the best Star Wars I've seen in a decade. Um, yeah. The there are scenes in this that are standout scenes. I posted a picture of. Um, Anakin and Ahsoka kind of having a lightsaber battle, and you see the Darth Vader eyes in Anakin's eyes. And when Ahsoka gets right up close to him with a lightsaber, she also has that same glow in her eyes. It's just amazing visually. Um, there's also that whole battling, the whole battle at the end when, when she's fighting Darth Vader is just incredible. The storytelling in this yep. is incredible. Um, you see Captain Rex, who's a character in the Clone Wars, you see him briefly in this in one of the flashback scenes. Um, and, and like you've mentioned and everybody started to mention, she comes out of this dream sequence. She kind of, she kind of, uh, decides that she wants to live and she comes out as Ahsoka the White, which if, if you've seen yep. Tolkien, if, if you've seen Lord of the Rings, that's how Gandalf comes back, uh, Gandalf the White, kind of like a reborn type of deal. Um, yep. and, uh, she comes out in all white robes and she starts having, uh, different powers where she can talk to space whales, the Purgils. Um, and that's how they're going to try to get across galaxies to another galaxy to try to find what's next, which will be Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yep. Um, and I think a big part of her coming out as Soka the White was her realizing, because the whole thing that was, that's was that been driving her is once she found out Anakin was Darth Vader, I think it was either in the last season of Clone Wars or during Rebels. Um, no, it was during Rebels, I believe. Um, she's blamed herself for Anakin's downfall because he yes. was like her older brother and she's probably the reason why Anakin never finished off Luke even though he was just toying with them in the original trilogy um, because his love for Ahsoka kept the humanity within him um, he he would probably never be able to kill her um, even though they have fought in Rebels and Clone Wars before um, and I think her finally accepting that she wasn't the reason why he turned Darth Vader because she had no idea, and, I mean, she just blamed herself for it. And I think now she's kind of accepted that that's just kind of who he is or would have become either way, which is what they filmed. They allegedly filmed a scene on Mustafar, which yeah, a lot of people would have been, they would have uh, explained that a little bit more. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this the flashback to the Clone Wars was awesome. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the planet they were on, but it was, like, one of their first missions and whatnot. And, uh, oh, it was also yeah, the, it was Bandola, a, it was the battle. The battle of uh, Mandalore was there too. There was a, two flashbacks. Yep, there's a little. Yep. Um, and the other thing was they brought back Anakin, tw kind of two versions of Anakin: the Clone Wars Anakin with the shorter hair. I think yep. it was before he had the scar on his face too. And they had they had yes. the Clone Wars accurate costume with him being in this battle. That was amazing. And there was also these quick scenes with him flashing back and forth between him and Darth Vader, which were amazing visually. Um, mm -hmm. Visually stunning. This whole this whole episode, what Dave Filoni did visually directing it and and, and putting on on the film was amazing. Um, and I can't wait to see where this goes. The rumor is that there will be another scene with Anakin before the season's over because there's dialogue that's been in the trailers that hasn't been on the show yet. Yeah. Um, so there may be a return to this world, or she may have some sort of a dream sequence at the end. 
Um, we'll have to wait and see if that if that comes out. But and uh, um, one more thing I want to mention too about the Clone Wars show is um, you know Anakin is all like properly trimmed up in Episode Two, and then Episode Three he's got the long hair and he's scraggly yeah. looking. Well, she left the Jedi Order during the Clone Wars, and that's the theory is that once she left, he kind of started letting himself go, okay. and that was the first like big thing with her. Um, that's I've seen that brought up a bunch this week. Just people just bringing back the Clone Wars and talking about it again. Um, but yeah, this episode was awesome. I love the show. Yeah, it hasn't it hasn't been explored much this this era of Star Wars, except for the except for the animated shows. The live action version of it has not been explored, except for no. one movie, and it was just the pre kind of the prequel to uh, what the Clone Wars were, and then you saw the very end of the Clone Wars in Revenge of the Sith. So, yep. having little glimpses of that and having Hayden coming back and doing such an amazing job, um, I think I think I think um, Dave Filoni is doing a great job bringing nostalgia back to the prequels which um well, i didn't that's expect I, to happen that's what i told that's what i told you clone wars does it clone wars makes the prequels better yep. um by this his storytelling too. and this and is this too. is too in the live action form yep. but uh that's why you can kind of trust dave filoni because he made the prequels better and now he might end up doing something that makes the sequels better we'll see what he does with that yep. um since he actually will have a plan um right. so yeah let's see where they go going forward I'm really looking forward to the movie, the the Avengers style movie they're going to be doing in a few oh, yeah. years. I don't know if we're getting Ahsoka season two first. Um, we'll see what happens where this leaves off. So yeah, yeah, it's all exciting. It's this this stuff. I'm excited for Star Wars again, and it's it's just great to have another Tuesday night, nine o'clock prime time, which I got to tell you is a perfect timing on their part, mm. having it on prime time instead of three a.m. Um, I was yeah. on there. I was on there at nine watching right when it aired. So. And. Uh, this time of the year, I'm able to get out of work and yep. shower and be out of the shower and basically just flip on the show and it's there. Yep. So, yep. so tu- Tuesday nights at prime time. I think we got a few more episodes left, so I think three more, three more, three more. Like that. Yep. So let's get into uh, we got some football movies to talk about this week. So, last week I watched two movies. This week I watched one, which I've seen the the remake. We're going to get into that in a, in a minute. But I did watch Any Given Sunday, which you recommended, with Al, with Al Pacino, Jamie Foxx, uh, football player Lawrence Taylor, um, Cameron Diaz, LL Cool J, James Woods, Dennis Quaid, you name it, they were all in it. This came out in 1999, the same year as um, as uh, the other one we watched, Varsity Blues. Same exact year, yep. big on football that year. Um, this was this was a very very high, highly directed. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the words are. It was it was very Hollywood. It's, a it's very, very Hollywood over the top. Movie. It's over, over the, the top. top. Yeah. Yes. Um, but Al Pacino, great fucking actor. Jamie Foxx oh, is great in so this too. Yeah, um, this is the one that started the uh, feud between LL Cool J and Jamie Foxx. Oh no shit! Um, yeah, I think LL Cool J did a diss record about him. Oh, oh wow, um, no idea. Yeah, back in the day, um, I love this movie. This is one of my favorite movies in high school. Um, one of the first movies I remember getting on DVD. I used to watch it all the time. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, great movie. Yeah, it was a good movie. Um, a lot of football. I, I I love I love movies that have a little bit of comedy, a little bit of football. Great story at the end. Story was a little Hollywood for me. Oh yeah, but 
because I watched this, I wanted to watch something else that I had seen before. I wanted to rewatch something. So I watched The Replacements with Keanu Reeves. Another good movie. I love this movie. I remember watching this a very, very long time ago. I don't know why. Probably because it was Keanu Reeves. Uh, something like this yeah, usually does Yeah, it was, it was right after The Matrix. Yeah, it had so. to have been. Yep. Um, but there's a lot of comedy in this. Um, and it kind of has to do with uh, what's going on right now with a strike. Um, there's a player strike in, the, in this football league. It wasn't the NFL, I don't believe. And they have to hire new recruits, new replacements to take over for all of the professional players. And they take a lot of they take a lot of guys who had retired or had played in college or uh, didn't didn't continue playing in the professionals like Keanu's character. Um, and this also has acting by John Favreau before he started directing the big movies. Um, Orlando Jordan right after Mad TV, I believe. Faison Love, Rias Fines, who was in um, Spider-Man, the, the Amazing Spider-Man, he played the Lizard. Yep. Um, two great actors, well, two of my favorite actors, Jack Warren, who was in, of course, Dirty Work, he played Norm's dad, and Gene Hackman, who we know from fucking Superman, he played Lex Luthor, but he's amazing in this movie. Um, very underrated performance, and the, inter- the quick interaction that him and Jack have in this movie was great. Um, and I just, I, I, I love the comedy. I love, I love this movie, even though it's kind of, it's kind of a weird nineties. It's definitely set in a time capsule, but, um, I did love it. And I, I, I'm glad I watched the two together cause, uh, I'm kind of in a football mood right now. We wanted to, we wanted to make it like that going into September. So that was last week. We didn't talk about it. So I wanted to bring it up this week. I wanted to watch another movie I've never seen before. And that is the original The Longest Yard with Burt Reynolds. Now, I've seen the remake with Adam Sandler. I've seen it a bunch of times. Yes. I do love that I think movie. we saw that in theater, probably. Um, I don't I don't remember. It came out in... That one came out in, like, 2004, 2005, so I'm not okay, sure. Okay, so we probably weren't together. I might have yeah, been in college. No, because I may have been in Florida. Um, yep. But... I know it was. I always knew it was a remake, and I knew Burt Reynolds was in it, and he and he was in. And it was just set in a prison, where the wardens are doing this football game, and they're trying to get the prisoners to play. And the Burt Reynolds character in this movie that came out in 1974 is in his is in his. Uh, he's a football player um, who's just a degenerate, and he ends up getting arrested, putting him into this uh, state prison. And I uh, used to play football, and I believe he was a quarterback, and he, and he stopped playing. And uh, and hilarity ensues, and football... O.J. Antics. took his gimmick. O.J. took his gimmick. <laughs> and he really did, too. There was a high-speed chase. The, both movies... This movie is very much... The remake is very much a... a continue is is a shot for shot remake of this movie really? from the dialogue. The original one was a comedy also? I've never seen the original. Yeah, this uh the original is has comedic moments. It's very much it's very, very much 70s. But okay. there there's dialogue in this that you don't hear in a lot of movies nowadays. Um and of course it's 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 dated, but it's it's a, it was a great movie. Um and Burt Reynolds in his prime. This is during uh Eastbound and Down fucking uh um, Smoking the Bandit, it's a whole, bu- a whole bunch of stuff he's been in. Deliverance, of course, around the same time. So he was in his prime. Um, two characters in this: Ber- Bernadette Peters, the jerk, one of my favorite movies. She was in this, played a secretary. And Jaws from James Bond was in this, and I know he was all he's also in. Um, he's also in um, Happy Gilmore. Um, he's been in a whole bunch of stuff. I don't know his real name, but I just know him as Jaws. And uh, yeah, great movie. I I I like the I like the uh, remake too. Um, the remake has a lot of old wrestlers in it too. It had Stone Cold, I think Goldberg, um, 
a whole bunch of comedians in there too. Chris Rock played the the caretaker role. I thought that was I thought he was great in that. But uh, yeah, The Longest Yard, good movie. Um, glad I watched it. And uh, we've got a couple more things we want to review. We yes. did watch we did watch a few big movies. We'll save those for last. And you wanted to mention um, yeah, I'll talk about the two I watched. Two um, you watched. I watched today uh, before the podcast. I watched the movie Becky. Okay. Which is a movie I had never heard of. Me neither. Um, and I can't believe I didn't because it's kind of a borderline horror movie. Um, low budget. It stars Kevin James uh, from... Uh, oh, I've heard of this. Fuck, what was that sitcom? Uh, uh, King of Queens. Uh, King, King of, of Queens, Queens. yes. Yep. Uh, former classmate of Mick Foley yep. also. Yep. Um, stars him... Uh, fuck. Um, Joel McHale. That's the guy's okay. name, right? Yeah. Yep. Joel McHale, uh, some girl I've never heard of because she's like 14 years old. Uh, she's Becky. And the old wrestler Kurrigan, remember him? Yep. He's in this. Um, but it's basically about a uh, father and daughter and his fiance and her son go to this cabin that she used to stay with when her parents were together. Her mom died of cancer a few years back. And she's upset. She finds out that they're that they just got engaged, whatever. She's upset. Um, and these people come to the house and start torturing the family. At this point, Becky's out in the woods. She's in her little clubhouse. And once she realizes what's going on, there's like a scene you would see in like any like Rambo movie where like assembling like the weaponry. And she like, except it's all like stuff that a 14, 15 year old girl would have. So she had like a bunch of like colored pencils she was sharpening down, mm. uh, school ruler. And she basically just starts taking these guys out one by one. Um, it's a... It was a lot of fun. It's just an hour and a half, um, Home Alone style, violent as hell. Um, Kevin James loses an eye. Um, mm. It's it's graphic as hell. I, I had a lot of fun with this. Um, like I said, it was only an hour and a half. Not really horror, but kind of borderline horror. Um, but yeah, highly recommend. And um, the sequel just came out, so I'm going to watch that after we're done recording. And the sequel, the bad guy is uh, Stifler, Sean William Scott. Okay. So I'm really looking forward to that. I think it's called The Wrath of Becky is the sequel. So, But she basically, at the end of this movie, Interesting. is a stone-cold killer at the age of, like, 15. Um, so, yeah, uh, it was really good. Kevin James is excellent in it um, as a neo-Nazi, basically. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, really enjoyed it. Um, and then the movie Talk to Me came out this week, which I have heard so many great things about that I didn't know if it was worth the hype. It is now the most profitable A24 film. Interesting. Um, because it was made for such a small budget. Uh, it has nobody famous in it. It's bit, it's an Australian horror movie. And it's a movie unlike anything I've ever seen before. It's basically about this hand that you say, you grab the hand and you say, talk to me and you, that person gets possessed. And so like all this group of friends, they all do it. And then one of them ends up being possessed by like an evil spirit. Hmm. and basically almost dies like he just starts like throwing himself against the wall and shit and they're all like watching it and like slamming his head off a table um very interesting concept um a24 actually sells the hand which i might buy hmm. on their website because it's it's a hand that you that they turn into a ceramic bowl for like smoking weed out of but i want it just for the shelf um it's fucking cool um it also can hold incense and stuff like that but uh yeah, the movie was definitely worth the hype. I'm not huge in, like, demon movies and possession movies. Um, 
and I'm more of a slasher guy, but it was definitely worth watching, and I highly recommend it. It's out on, like, iTunes now. I'm sure it'll be streaming on something soon. Um, but, yeah, very good, and I believe they just signed up for at least one sequel, and they say they have an idea for the third. Hmm. Um, so we'll see uh, where that goes, but, yeah, Talk to Me is excellent. I'm getting into the horror mood right now, mode right now, so, uh, yep. yeah, glad I watched those, and, um, yeah. Yeah, just a few more weeks. We'll be in Halloween and we'll watch a whole yep. bunch of shit. So. Oh, yeah. So we did watch two blockbusters or two movies that came out this summer. Um, one of them was one a, blockbuster. One, one of them was a blockbuster. One of them was kind of a low budget. Not low, not low budget, but wasn't big in the movie theaters. Yeah, I mean, it was um, in the theaters for a week before it came out on demand. And uh, that was Strays, and we've been talking yes. about it since uh, June or July when it came out. When we saw the trailer, yep. Um, it's, a, it's a very much uh, Homeward Bound meets uh, Talking Animals. I mean, it's it's Will Ferrell, Jamie Foxx, a whole bunch of actors. I think the... Uh, it's I Homeward Bound meets, like, fucking super bad. Yeah, it, it is. And, <laughs> I, and, I, and I did like it a lot. It was it was a great movie. I enjoyed it. <clears throat> I did. I, I laughed. I laughed the whole time. It was, I it love, was really uh, funny. I love Will Forte. So oh any God. scene he was in, I absolutely love because I love. I'm way bi- I'm way bigger. I'm a Gruber than you are, but Will Forte yeah. in this movie was awesome, and Will I Forte love McGruber. Will Forte He's is so amazing good. in this movie. Yeah, as the owner of the of the dog who mistreats him his yep. whole entire life, ends up calling him shithead or something, and and, and he doesn't this, realize oh. this neckerchief means more than a collar because it's where he he does his penis sneezes. <laughs> It yeah, was yeah. it was awesome. All the performances yeah. were great. It was the revenge, very enjoyable. The revenge at the end is hysterical. Yes, the whole entire movie it's about it's about Will Forte pretty much having this dog in his life and ruining his life. Yeah, um, and he only kept the dog because he wanted to piss his off his girlfriend. Yeah. His girlfriend. It was actually his girlfriend's dog. He kept the dog just out of spite, and yep. he ended up abusing the dog, which I don't like. And uh, and he kept he, every time he he'd set the dog loose, like get out of here go we take him miles and miles away and let him loose he come back to the house so it would be it would be called fetch and fuck he'd throw a ball fetch it and he'd come back to the house will forte would see him go fuck so the game was called fetch and fuck and uh <laughs> yeah it's just an amazing movie you gotta watch it and uh the very end there's he meets this whole group of dogs and there's a big uh, retribution to all the abuse that he'd taken over the years yes. and Will Forte. The very last scene of the movie is hilarious. I think there's an after credit scene as well. Um, so we watched that, and then we watched the big blockbuster of the summer, Barbie. I I do not like this movie. One <laughs> one single bit it is so over. This is the most overhyped movie I've ever seen and heard in my life. Um. I knew it was going to be woke. I have no problem with it being woke, but there was no real original story to this. It's kind of it's kind of like every uh, every adventure going into an adventure kids movie you'd ever seen. It's kind of all wrapped into one. Um, I don't know what to say about this movie because I didn't grow up on Barbie. I'm a man. Um, I didn't have Barbie dolls. Um, I know there are a lot of nods. If you're into that, if you grew up with it, there are a lot of nods to the toy line. Um, but the set pieces were bad. The direction was bad. Margot Robbie as Barbie was, I guess, a good choice. But I don't know. It's Ryan Gosling. I, I don't mind Ryan Gosling, but this is him chewing scenery almost literally. You'd expect him to be. 
I I was not a fan of this movie, and I and I had a hard time getting through the whole entire thing, and I I did I did give up watching, one hundred percent, like I wasn't focused on it towards the end, but, um, <clears throat> I was not impressed. Let's just say. I love this movie. Okay. I highly enjoyed this film. Um, I didn't look at my phone once during it at all, um, which is a good sign. Um, but I don't know. I just I enjoyed it, and everything that you criticize is supposed to be like that. Like it's all supposed to be. I thought Greta did a great job directing this film. Uh, Ryan Gosling was excellent. I can see why they're talking about him as best supporting actor. Um, Margot was Margot's fine. She's always just fine. I'm not a huge Margot Robbie fan, um, but I like the supporting characters. The crazy Barbie was funny to me. Uh, most of the jokes landed. Um, the Snyderverse joke, which is what I've all I've heard about for the last five months because of the the Facebook page, um, kind of fit in with the movie. Although it was just kind of random as hell. Like I don't understand why. Yeah, it did like, make it, sense. It fit in with the with the uh, toxic masculinity of which Barbie land became when Ken realized that he was the man on the outside world and here all the women ran things. Um, the whole office chase scene was pretty stupid, but overall I really did enjoy this movie way more than I thought I would. Um, so I was surprised. And I don't usually mind Will Ferrell, but I thought he did a horrible job in this movie. See, I, I hate Will Ferrell um, in it most depends, things. It depends on the movie. I, like, I, I love, love Step him. Brothers. I love him as a supporting actor. Yeah. Um, or I don't like him somebody. when he's in the lead. Yeah, exactly. Which is fine, like this. Uh, old school, of course. Yeah. Uh, it's probably my favorite of his. Um, I liked uh, Get Hard, which he's yep. working off Kevin Hart the entire film. I just don't like it when he's like by himself trying yeah. to carry a movie. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed this movie way more than I thought I would. Um, especially the first, like, 20 minutes, I was like, oh, God, this is going to be a long night. And then once they got to the real world and they went back, I was kind of just locked in and watched the rest of the movie. Um, I did like the young actress who was, uh, who played in Ahsoka. I did like her. America yeah. Ferrara, she was okay, but it was just, I don't know. I wasn't, it wasn't for me. Barbie wasn't for me, and I know, and I know that's the whole thing. If you like Barbie, there's a whole tagline of the, of the poster and everything. If you like Barbie, you like this movie. If you didn't like Barbie, you'll still like this movie. I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't the best thing I've seen all summer. I uh, I had more enjoyment out of Stray than I did Barbie, to be honest with you. So, well, I um, figured I, that would have been the case. And I, and I lost and I lost attention towards the end. I was kind of in and out of it. Um, Ryan Gosling. What about uh? What did you think of uh? What's his name? Uh, Shimu. What's his name? Shimu. Yeah, Shimu. Uh, the Canadian. Sh- the Canadian Shang-Chi. Asian dude. Yeah, Shanchi. Um. He, see, the thing about the whole every every Ken in this movie is. Pretty much every leading man right now in Marvel and in, in everything. Um, yep. One of them was also the guy that that's going to be Bob Marley. He was he was in Secret Invasion. Yes. I can't remember yes. his name. Um, John Cena had a quick cameo as a mermaid, which I thought was funny. There were there yep. were funny scenes. Just it wasn't. I don't know. It didn't hit me like a lot of people. And I and I I, I know a lot of people are kind of in my camp in your camp too. It was very mixed reviews. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm not even gonna. Yeah. Re- I'm not gonna give it a number I mean, because. I think I have it as like my sixth movie in the year, right behind oh, John Wick. Wow. Um, but that was right after I watched it. I probably will never watch it again, but I'm yeah. glad I watched it. Um, it's one of those movies I enjoy a lot of movies that I'll never watch again. 
I mean, Christ, I watch like a hundred movies plus like, a year. So you look at the set, you look at the set pieces, and you and you, if you know those toys, which I know a little bit. If you know the toys and in, in the in the sets that came out with Barbies over the years, very accurate. Um, this all, all the set pieces, all the cars, everything were yeah. kind of very. Everything much was straight out of Barbie. Right everything out of was straight Barbie. out of Barbie. Because yeah. I have like my uh, I have uh, cousins that are younger than me, females, and they all had all that stuff. Yeah. So I recognized everything in that movie. Um, so yeah, I yeah. enjoyed it. Rated not. Nope. Like I'd probably give it like not a four half. or anything, but if I were giving, it, I'd probably give it like a three and a half or so. I'm about a but, three, two and a half, yeah. three. Um, I, I don't, I don't know, probably a three because I don't think I'd rewatch it again. And uh, yeah, performances were okay. There's just a couple of there's just a couple of really um, extravagant performances yeah. which I wasn't into. So. Yeah, um, like I'd, I'd probably rewatch it like if like my nieces wanted to see it or something like that. Yeah, I can um, see that. But I'm not gonna sit there and watch it again by myself. Um, yeah. So I had to watch Talk to Me as soon as it was over to kind of bring myself back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> so that being said, let's get into the news. And it's not a news segment without the trailer around it. Uh. Few trailers came out this week. Um, Quiz Lady, I think this is this had um, Aquafina in it. It's about this group of this uh, women, these two women that go on this uh, quiz quiz show. Twentieth um, Century Fox. This looks like a movie that came out of uh, pre-pandemic, uh, before the Fox merger. Um, it looks like it's being released on Hulu, I believe. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know much about it other than the trailer. It looked okay. Um, Monarch Legacy of Monsters coming out on November seventeenth on Apple TV. This I'm excited for. This is a continuation of the Godzilla and the Titans movie that came, the movies that came out in recent years, starring um, starring uh, fuck, what's his name? I can't remember his name. Fuck, uh, Ego, the Living Planet. God damn it! Oh, uh, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell and his son Wyatt. Um, they're starring in this, and they're uh, I think I think uh, Wyatt is from years ago. And Kurt is the current time yep. playing himself. I believe there's uh, flashback scenes going back and forth between their. Uh, Which is cool because his son connection. looks just like him. Looks just like him, yeah. And his son's a good um, actor. But this is Monarch: The Legacy of Monsters, all about Monarch, the company that created Godzilla and the Titans. Um, ten episode series premieres on November seventeenth, so about two months from now. Um, so yeah, looking forward to that. Totally killer. This is a movie. A24, I believe, and it's a time travel slasher movie. Very 80s, very Back to the Future-esque. There's a few Back to the Future jokes in the trailer about this girl going back to the back to the past to try to stop a serial killer. Um, and there's a lot of slashing stuff going on in this. I, I think I sent you the trailer to it. Um, yep. Yeah, it looks it looks pretty good for a slasher. I'm not big into them, but uh, it's kind of I mean time travel. It's something right up my alley, so I may watch this. Um, but the big trailer this week, sort of big, was Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom. The very last Snyderverse, if you will, movie on the DC slate before James Gunn takes over. Um, this movie has been in development for a very long time. Five years after the original, which did, I believe, the biggest uh, Warner Brothers DC box office of ever, any of the movies. Yep, which, and, I mean, a lot of that's because of China. 
Yeah, because of China. Sorry, don't yeah. get twisted, because James Wan is absolutely huge over there. Usually, movies like this would make like a hundred million. It made three hundred million. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, we both really liked the first Aquaman. It was just we a did. fun summer summer type movie, even though it came out in the winter. Um, I think this looks good. Um, it's pretty much the humor is what you would expect it to be. Yeah. The movie's kind of what you expect it to look like. Um, I don't. I'm gonna put the over under at 400 million since no movie since Aquaman has made that much of the box office for DC. Do you think it goes over or under 400? Very under, very under because there's no stakes in the DC universe with this version of the DC universe. I'm going and going over. at the end. Going, I'll go out. over because because it comes out in December with really no right, yeah, competition. Right. right. Um, Jason Momoa, if he could promote this, I would say it would definitely go over because. Yeah. People fucking love him. Like, he's just a good dude that you want to hang out with. Like, he's literally the type of guy that you see and you're like, I want to hang out with that guy. Um, so, I would say, I think it'll go over, but down there, you'll go over much. Um, and I hope this movie kills it because Warner Brothers needs money for their uh, reboot. But uh, yeah. Yeah. it's going to be, it's it's a tough sell right now. Um Considering everyone knows it's going nowhere. Yeah, there's no stakes, and and we know there's at the end of this movie there's not going to be nothing that we have to yep. invest in, and I mean that's unfortunate for a movie, a big big huge movie that's been done and on the shelf for a while. This movie this movie was supposed to come out a couple years ago, correct? This is this has been delayed. A yeah, few but times. Be, it's because of COVID it got delayed because the yeah. ex artist couldn't work on it um, properly. Uh, and James Wan, it looks like it's going to be a nice spectacle film too. That's another reason why I said over because it, it looks like it's it's on a more epic scale than the Flash was or Blue Beetle. It just looks like a grander grander film. And like I said, there's nothing really coming out in that time, yeah. so I, it should go over 400 million um, for Warner Brothers' sake. I hope it does. Yeah, me too. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if it makes like 200. Well, it beat the. What did the Batman do at the box office? How how are we looking at the Batman overall? Seven eighty, I want to okay. say. Okay, yeah, I don't think it'll do that good, but. No. Uh, yeah. Okay, we'll keep it at that for now. We'll we'll continue that conversation later because there's there's a lot of DC stuff that's going to be coming out yep. later in the months so, in the months to come. So, um, that being said, let's get into the rest of the news. The Nun Two. You talk about the Conjuring universe. You're not too big into it. I want to get into it a little bit. It's um, it's good. It's just it's spirits and demons and like I said earlier in my talk to me review, I'm not huge yeah. into that type of stuff. It doesn't really scare me. Um, they're very very well made films. At least the first two are. Okay. Um, and I've heard good things about the fifth one, which was Patrick Williams, Will uh, Wilson. Yeah, Wilson's debut directing. Oh, so. that's uh, yeah, I remember that. Um, and he looks but, he looks jacked in Aquaman, by the way. He, he does. Looks yeah, fucking huge. Yeah, he does. Um, but the Nun Two came out last weekend, made thirty-two point six million dollars at the box office. Yes. Um, second place was Equalizer Three at twelve point one million. Um, and it did, yeah, it's just doing great. Those that those Conjuring universe this time of year, um, doing great right before Halloween. So, um, great time to come out. Um, the box office is going to be slow in the next few months. We'll talk about the writer strike a little bit later, but um, yeah. So, uh, big tech thing happened on Tuesday, so we're going to do a little tech mm. talk. New tech, tech is coming up. up. It's, it's time for tech, tech talk. talk. Tech talk. Tech talk. New tech, tech is coming up. It's time for tech talk. Tech talk. Tech talk. Call Steve Jobs 
It's time for Tech Talk calling Tim Cook. It's time for Tech Talk calling Bill Gates. It's time for Tech Talk calling Elon Musk. It's time for Tech Talk. Thank you very much. It's time for Tech Talk talking about all new technology help to change the world. Please take our money, losing all our jobs to robots. Probably my hands down worst theme, <laughs> but I didn't feel like making another one. So that's our Tech Talk theme. <laughs> but Apple did come out with the new uh, iPhones this week. New iPhone Pros, which we're pr- pr- predominantly going to be talking about the iPhone Pro, iPhone 15 Pro. Um, brand new material made out of titanium. Um, um, kind of like a matte finish around the edges. Uh, still glass in the front, of course, glass in the back. And, uh, yeah, lightest iPhone they've ever made. Um, they made it more easily replaceable, the rear glass. Um, the always-on display, which I think started last year, so this display is always-on. Um, kind of cuts back on all the colors, and you can, you can always look at your clock all throughout the day. It doesn't take any battery life. Um, and there are four, four colors to choose from. The uh, Midnight Black. Uh, I believe gray, space gray, and this midnight kind of blue, which I, I really do like how th- that turned out. Um, if I if I yeah, were to upgrade, that's the, that's the one I would get. Um, yep. But it is made out of a new material, titanium. Um, and they've also got rid of the mute switch, which has been on the iPhone since the beginning. And they replaced it with a button. Um, it's custom, And it also you can use customizable, customizable actions on this button to do different things, including muting your sound on your phone and uh there's haptic feedback on the press instead of a physical button it's just something that that has a vibration underneath that makes it feel like a click which is on the touchpad and everything else if you're an app if you're familiar with apple the haptic feedback is big for them um the next level mobile gaming this thing we're going to talk about it a little bit later um but this thing is going to be able to play console games um, and it also has USB 3. It got rid of the lightning cable, and there's a USB 3 on the bottom, uh, USB mini, uh, USB C mini, or whatever the hell they call it. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a it's there's a few there's a few different changes. Um, of course, USB C isn't everything, so this is a universal thing that's going to be able to connect everything to it, from USB drives to to microphones to anything, any any accessories. Um, the the uh, iPad already had this. It was just a continuation of that. Um, and also, we're going to have reverse charging. So you can revert, you can reverse charge your AirPods with this for the very first time. You weren't be able so, to do that before. So, question from me. Yep. Can, can you hear me? I had a little cat yeah. issue with my microphone. I can hear you. A little fucker. Yeah, I'm Hello, kitty. Hello, kitty. Anyways. Yeah, stay seated. Anyways, so I have a hard drive of acquired films. Yep. Would I be able to plug said hard drive into the bottom and watch films? Well, technically, what it does, it opens up in your files. If you're if you have an iPhone, there's a files app. Yep. And I believe anything you connect, like if you connect a USB drive to your iPhone or a, or a hard drive, I believe it opens up the files app. You can access any file on there, and as long as the video file, I'm sure you could play it. Interesting. Yeah, because they're all MP4s. Yep. So, so I'm sure you, I'm sure you can play it. And uh, yeah, Excellent. it's gonna be it's gonna be. Uh, I, th- I think the iPhone is pretty much uh, you can play any video file on there. So. Yep. Um, yep. Um, 
but yeah, it's got a 48 megapixel main camera. This is this now. This is the uh, the pro version. Um, the pro version has a lot of cool stuff. Um, has a 5x um, zoom, which I believe it only went up to two up until recently. Now it goes up to five, which is pretty good uh, for an optical zoom. Um, a lot of it's a lot of it's digital, but this is an optical zoom of 5x, which I believe in the digital now is 25x zoom. So that's crazy. Um, other than that, there's a new standby mode. You can kind of use it as a nightstand now if you put it sideways. Um, it, it utilizes the always-on screen, um, and, it and it kind of activates while it's charging on a uh, on a Qi on wireless charger. Um, but like I mentioned, the the big thing is this is going to have console games putting on to the system. Um, Assassin's Creed Mirage, which comes out later this year, and Resident Evil 4 and Resident Evil Village. These are all console games that came out in the PS5, PS4 in recent years. These are all going to be able to be played full few full graphics on an iPhone which I didn't expect to ever happen in my lifetime to be able to play something like that but it's just the way the future is and uh, it's all it's all portable so yeah great I I'm not upgrading this year I know you are because you're up for an upgrade I'm not up until next year so um, yeah I, I love iPhone so we'll uh, we'll continue talking about it every every two uh, twice a year about it so um, also, there was a Nintendo Direct yesterday. A few a few games were announced. There was a Princess Peach Showtime game, kind of her uh, her solo outing away from Mario. Um, comes out in March of next year. Um, it's an action adventure game of Peach being sort of in like a um, in a Broadway film a uh, Broadway set during a stage production, and that's what the whole entire thing is about. And her going through and trying to save this stage production. Um, very much Mario 3 adjacent, which I realized. Yes. Um, also on the Switch coming out in February is Tomb Raider 1 through 3 remastered for the Switch. Um, I I've, haven't gotten into Tomb Raider, but I know those games are huge. They are PS1, I think, a long time yep. ago. They're uh, not 90s. that good. Um, I know the graphics have been smoothed out. Um, yeah, I should and, hope. Uh, uh, two other games coming out. Mario vs. Donkey Kong, which is a continuation of Donkey Kong their 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 time together in the Donkey Kong world back in the 80s 70s um, and yeah it, it does I saw a couple of videos today of it, it looks good um, they're the donkey uh, kind of puzzles to try to get to Donkey Kong that's what Mario has to do um, and Mario paper a thousand the thousand year door which is a remake coming out on the switch with brand new graphics um, I wasn't big into paper Mario were you Paper Mario, no. Mario was, RPG became a Paper Mario game. I liked Mario RPG. I never really played Paper Mario though. Yeah, I, I know. I know a lot of people love those games a lot more than than the than the original run of Mario. Um, I guess the RPG is really good. I don't know. I didn't play much of it, but um, yeah. Um, I know. I know they've been hyping up uh, Spider-Man Two. I know uh, PlayStation had their state of play last night as well. Um, there was a new trailer for Spider-Man Two. I wanted to bring up too. It just looks it looks yep. incredible. I um, can't wait. The speed. I ordered, to be I able ordered to the. Uh, I ordered the uh, collectible figure and all that stuff. So yeah, me too. Can't wait for um, that game to come out. The PS5 graphics plus the ability to be able to, to pretty much have no no latency. You can just go from place to place. Yep. And switch between characters throughout across town in, in seconds rather than minutes. So that's pretty amazing. Just like uh just like GTA when they released re released that in the PlayStation Five. I mean, I've bought that game three times. 
and uh, the PS5 version was the best because it, it's instant when you switch. That's amazing. Characters. That's amazing. Yeah, and um, like yeah, it's it's insane what you can do in that game on the PS5. And if you are going to get that game for a heads up, make sure you give yourself plenty of time to download the 50 to 60 gigabytes of uh, data that need to be do- downloaded in the yes. beginning. Yes. Uh, this is one of the biggest uh, downloads of any game so far. So, um, Frank Oz says he would return to the Muppets. Um, Frank Oz, of course, is, was huge in the Muppets in the 80s and 70s. Um, Yoda. He's also Yoda. He's done, done a lot of stuff for Jim Hansen. Um, but Disney doesn't want him. Uh, they're kind of they kind of went away from his uh, his ideas. He's very he's very much an idea man. He likes to give out his opinions, and Disney doesn't like that because they like to have their own ideas. So um, he kind of blames it on that. Right. I mean, um, he probably did that with George Lucas and whoever else for all those years, yeah. and they kind of took his words and were like, okay, we can work with you. But Disney's just the way Disney operates. They don't do that shit. No, they don't do that at all. Um, Macaulay Culkin. The rumor is that he may be coming to Disney Plus. A very new. Uh, Continuation of the Home Alone movie. Um, Disney, you pay him all the fucking money in the world and you make a direct sequel to Home Alone 2 and I will be there opening night watching it with Kevin. So, Yes. Stay tuned um, on also, that. Also, it would be awesome if Ryan Reynolds ever got his Stoned Alone movie uh, up, and, up and going because he's been hmm. talking about doing that movie for about 10 years where he's just a guy sitting at home getting really high and then burglars come and then it becomes Home Alone. That would be amazing. Um, that would be an epic Especially if you get, like, a Seth Rogen to be in it, too. Like, yeah. <laughs> that movie would be awesome. I just wanted to bring that up because I saw another thing about that recently. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Um, we don't talk about Kanye West too much on here because he's an anti-Semite, but we didn't used and, to love him. Yeah. And he's, his music's not that good anymore. We do, you do, we, we, there's some classic albums that we cannot shit on. There's mm. a, there, at least the first three or maybe four. Um, did you hear about him? my shit. Did you hear about him in the Venice boat? Company? Oh, I saw the photos. Yeah, you saw the Twitter. video and everything. Yeah, he was getting a little, uh, getting a little down on the boat, and well, that boat company in Venice, Italy, he got caught, and the boat company has completely banned him for life for this incident on the boat with his uh, new wife that looks almost identical to Pete Davidson. It's like a mixture of Pete Davidson and, and Kim Kardashian mixed into one. Yeah, it's Kim Kardashian with short hair and blonde. And yep. butthole eyes like Pete Davidson. Yep. Very odd. And he is a very odd character nowadays. And and they blame mm-hmm. it on mental health, but I, he's always been like that. I remember it, you sending me videos back in 2003 with yeah. him being just so ego, egocentric. It's just amazing that he, it took uh, this long for the world to fight. I think, I still think it's when his mother died, that's when he just yeah. said, fuck it, don't care. I don't yeah, have to try to be reasonable for anyone anymore. It's just... I can just be what I want to be, and it's not good. It's not a good look. I do, I do like some of the stuff that he's come out with, music-wise. But it's very rare to find the diamond in the rough because there's a lot of rough, a lot yeah. of bad shit. And the people, I mean, Kanye is just like every other producer in the world where he doesn't write a lot of his stuff. It's written by the artists that he produces. Um, been done since GLC and fucking the college dropout and. A lot of his raps back in the day were the same way. He did write a lot, too, in the early days, but the writers that he chose, like Travis Scott and all the other ones that are big now, and uh, and Consequence designer, is the Con- one. He basically killed Consequence's career, and Consequence wrote his entire fucking first album, yeah, and yeah. they got into a dispute about it, and Kanye essentially ended his career. Consequence was a great rapper. 
Yep. It was and great. That, yeah, it, it definitely you can tell by Kanye's raps back in uh, yeah. 2003. That's where it came from. And Ryan Fest was another one that he's still friends mm-hmm. with. It. Wrote a lot mm-hmm. of the er, a lot of the stuff uh, pre 2010. Yep. So, um, no, that was our Kanye talking. Didn't expect that. Uh, Murder She Wrote movie in the works from the Dumb Money. I know Dumb Money just came out. Um, reviews yes. are kind of mixed on that. So I think it's like seven out of ten on a lot of uh, people's reviews right now. I do want to see it though. All about that the, uh, GameStop uh, scandal. The uh, I listened to the director today on uh, Real Blend, and okay. uh, his son his son made a shit ton of money in this GameStop thing. Like mm-hmm. his son was like in on it. Um, and then when they tried to do it like round two, he invested a lot of money and lost it all, uh, wow. which is why he wanted to do the movie. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to this this flick. Um, I might try to get to it Thursday. Um, I know I got Saw a week from Thursday. So okay. I might try to get to it Thursday, but we'll see. Yeah, but that director, uh, they're doing this, uh, the writers are doing the murder she wrote. Yeah. Uh, Angela Lansbury, big in, the, big in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, yep. They're going to do a reboot, reboot of that. Um, I'm also okay waiting like a month for it to come out streaming and then watch it then because it's not really a movie I've seen there. Yeah. yeah. Just like the Blackberry movie, you know? Yeah. yeah. Or the, yeah. Um, National Toy Hall of Fame. We've talked about it a couple times since we've been doing the podcast. They announced their 12 finalists of nominations for this year's uh, inductees to the Hall of Fame. I uh, wanted to bring these up. I believe the final uh, announcement of who's going to be inducted will be November 9th. This, uh, this Museum of uh, Play out of Rochester, New York is who does this. Um, this year... The uh, category... The, uh, the things that are going to be nominated for uh, Hall of Fame for Toys... Are baseball cards, which I did collect, uh, trading cards back in the day. Um, the game Battleship, which I'm surprised took this long. Uh, Bingo, um, another game that I'm uh, surprised took this long. Um, 90s toy Bop It, which was around uh, Bop It, Swing It, Pull It, whatever the hell. Um, commercial was everywhere. Uh, Cabbage Patch Kids, huge in the 80s, huge in the 80s. Um, choose Your Own Adventure Game Books, I used to like those. Um, where you where you read a story and it tell you to go to this page and you continue the story and sometimes it'd be a dead end or sometimes you can get to the end. Um, another board game, Connect Four, which I'm surprised took this long as well. Um, because of Barbie, um, Ken, the, the Ken figure, also in the in the running. Um, little Tykes, uh, if you know the Little Tykes uh, toy, the little toy car. Yep. Um, that'll be there. Um, Nerf in general, the Nerf toy made out of foam. Nerf balls, Nerf footballs, that's in there. Um, huge in the 90s, Slime, Nickelodeon, of course. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which I think I talked about last week or the week before, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles action figures, um, which were huge, huge in my childhood. So yes, these will all be announced in November. Um, the class of 2023, the finalists, um, I think they pick five. I think maybe five or six of these will be considered half of them, so... We'll probably continue that in a couple months or a month or so. Um, you mentioned this to me a couple days ago, but Back to the Future is going to be yeah. back in theaters I on saw Back the to the Future like, Day. After I mentioned it to you, after I mentioned it to you, I saw the thing on, on Facebook about it. Yep, it's going to be um, Fathom, Fathom Events at the movie theaters. Uh, only the first movie we did watch in 2015 yes. during the it was the 30th anniversary. We watched the first three in the theater. We only um, we stay for the first stay two. For, I kind of wish we stayed. Kind of wish we stay for the third because uh, I do love that movie. But also, I mean, at that point, I mean, I guess at that point we were only through half of Avatar two, so we could have yeah. saved that third and, and been yeah. out. But uh, um, yeah, I mean, 
I've grown much more respect and appreciation for the third one since then. So I wish I had stayed for the third one. Yeah, me too. Um, but uh, yeah, my cousin might come up and I might check this out with her. And uh, you'll be invited, of course, too. So uh, great there's only one about- showing. It's like two p.m. The great thing about so. that, if you remember, um, not only was it the 30th anniversary, but when I believe it's when the second movie started, the way they tied yes. this out, he arrived in 2015 at the exact moment. It was four something. That's exactly when it was timed out. Yep, it was amazing. It was just it was just yeah. incredible that we went. I'm glad that we went. It's a, it yep. was a great memory. Um, I wish I also wish we stayed for all three, but. Um, I was married at the time. <laughs> it was not going to happen. Um, <clears throat> UFC, WWE officially emerged this week in, as the TKO group. Um, there's been a lot of news while we're off on the pod today. There's going to be a lot of layoffs. Uh, currently laying off a bunch of people. I think talent will be re- released next week. Um, Vince McMahon holds 16.4%, but, he's, uh, but Endeavor owns 51%. Endeavor is... A Saudi group, correct? And I know they owned UFC. Is it Saudi uh, or China? I think it's China. I think it's it's China. But it could be Saudi also. But But, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember. We bought UFC a few years ago. But it's a huge deal. And uh, two two of the biggest uh, entertainment uh, groups combined into one sports entertainment or sports. Because UFC is real, but WWE is not. So it's hard hard to kind of separate the two, but... Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a little bit different. I think next week will be the first uh, Raw without Vincent Man at the helm, uh, or at least running the show completely. I'm sure he'll still be behind the scenes for a while while the transition. Um, I saw a lot yeah. of I saw a lot of execs fired today. Um, yeah, and I, and I believe I think I saw a hundred people so far, and I haven't looked at the list because we're in the recording. But I saw that um, um, Dana Warrior, who was Ultimate Warrior's wife, was fired today. And she does a lot of stuff behind the scenes for the Dana Foundation, the uh, yeah, yeah the, the, whatever it is, the Cancer Foundation, the Connor. She Band. does the charity stuff, yeah. Yep. Um, scabs, fucking scabs. Bill Maher and Drew Barrymore both coming back to their shows without writers. The problem with this is okay. Well, first off, the problem with this is I didn't know Drew Barrymore had a show. Yeah, she has a talk show now, and <laughs> the problem with For this like is four years. I, I know crazy. they're it, I know they're itching to get back because they're at home. They're not doing anything. But the whole point of this strike is to shut down Hollywood. It's because yep. because you're uncomfortable is the whole reason that this strike is happening, and they are being they are being petitioned heavily. Um, they are crossing the picket lines, and people are not happy with them. I think this could ruin Drew Barrymore's career, and she's done a lot of shitty things in the past, and I think this could be very, very harsh on her um, because she is an actress, and she should be fighting for this and, and, and doing this. And It's like taking the pressure off, trying to, slowly taking the pressure off of something that should be still pressurized for this, for this thing that's not happening. Um, and... I, I did put it in the notes that the WGAR talks to resume next week after this month-long limbo that hasn't been happening. No, no talks for a month. Um, major studios are set to resume, and uh, it's been going on for four months. And up until right now, for as we're recording, there's no end in sight. Nobody's budging. Um, I know. I know. We there's a lot of reality stuff going on. A lot of reality TV, which we already knew was going to happen. Um, and 
we haven't there's so much stuff left from covid that was pushed back that we haven't had a lull yet but we may sooner rather than later so yeah we'll have to wait and see um brightburn do you ever watch the uh, brightburn james gunn movie of course i did yeah i i've never seen that movie Oh really? You have no, never, you have my iTunes password, right? You can watch it. It's yeah, I, think I I may it's fine. Even, I may even own it too. But it's supposed to be you what happened. It, it's supposed to be what happened with Superman if he turned evil, an alien that comes to Earth and becomes bad. Pretty much. I have no idea how they got away with it. Um, to be honest, because of how copyrights are, I have no idea. Like it's even like in can't like it's in the same area. Like it's crazy how they actually got away with it. Um, but I wanted to watch it because it has uh one of Jesse Pickman's friends from Breaking Bad in it. Oh, that's right. That's the yeah. main reason why I watched it. He's in it. It's awesome. And Elizabeth, uh, what's her name? They did Cocaine Bear. She's in it. Yep. Um, but this new sequel that they did announce is coming out uh, officially in the works. They're, they're, uh, it's coming under fire because um, it's going to incorporate AI. And I'm not sure. I don't think it's going to be to write it. I think it's just kind of kind of do the uh, special effects and stuff. And that could mean like... Um, could mean CG, like kind of like uh, deep fake. It could mean anything. So I don't know what that means, but it's coming under scrutiny because AI right now is the big topic for the strikes. Um, it's the reason why they're striking. It's the whole reason that Mainly, everything's happening. It's yeah. 75% of the reason why they're striking. Yep. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to wait and see where, how that plays out because I do want to see that at first movie, so I think I may watch that in the next few months here. It's good. We should watch um, it. You know what? We should do it in October. Okay, we do that. It's a, hor- right. it's a horror movie. We'll watch it in October. Okay. Because I haven't seen it in a long time. I want to rewatch it, so. Um, Disney Plus, uh, huge numbers for The Little Mermaid for the viewing. Most viewed Disney Plus premiere ever since uh, 2022's Hocus Pocus 2. Um, 16, million do- uh, 16 million views in the first five days of streaming. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's a good movie. I saw it. It's, it's not as good as the original. I love the original. It was the first movie yeah. I saw in the movie theater, so. Um, speaking of movies on Disney Plus, The Haunted Mansion comes out on October fourth uh, on Disney Plus. A movie I'm excited to see. I wanted to see it, but I wasn't going to go to the theater and see it because I knew it would be on Disney Plus. Um, maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's why theaters are failing. Um, but I will watch it on October fourth. We'll talk about it then. Um, Star Wars: This Lando TV series that was supposed to be on Disney Plus is now going to be a movie starring yep. uh, D- uh, Donald Glover coming in, Charles Gambino coming back as Lando. Um, I thought he was great in, in the solo movie. Um, yep. He did a great job depicting uh, Billy D. Williams. I thought that was great. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I uh, um, on, on Twitter, Josh from uh, Nerd Theory posted about how if only he's not involved, he wants nothing to do with it. And I'm like, listen, this is the Glovers. The Glovers are incredibly talented writers. Yep. And I was basically like, just because... F- you put Filoni on a pedestal, which is rightfully so. I'm like, doesn't mean other creators can't make good Star Wars. I'm really looking forward to this. You never watched Atlanta, right? I watched the first season. Okay. Atlanta is one of the best written shows I've ever seen um, for four seasons. It's incredible. Um, first season's really good. But uh, I have full faith in those two guys in this character and putting together something that's going to be very good as far as the movie goes. Um, and I think it'll be better than if it was a TV show. I think just having like hour and a half, two hours to make a movie is way better for them to focus on than doing, you know, six episodes that might run a half hour. Some episodes might run 45 to 50 minutes. Um, really looking forward to the Glovers uh, taking over this project. Yeah. Um, Deadpool 3. Um, 
probably the next big movie I'm excited for in the Marvel Universe. Um, rumored to set up Avengers Secret Wars. And we kind of <clears throat> already figured the multiverse fuckery that's going to happen in this movie is going to be pretty big. Um, and, of course, bringing back Hugh Jackman as Wolverine in this uh, in this MCU. Um, <clears throat> and it's also bringing in Deadpool, who was also never in the MCU. He was in the, in the Fox universe. Um, but there's going to be a lot of shit happening in this movie where the multiverse is collapsing on itself. That's what the rumors are. And uh, Logan is selected from the Fox universe. This is kind of going to be a, a prequel to Secret Wars. If you know the Secret Wars comic... They take different <clears throat> characters from the comic and put them into this battle world where they all fight each other. Yep. And the rumors are that Logan's going to be coming from the Fox universe. Um, he's going to somehow encounter uh, Deadpool in this, and they're going to find themselves imprisoned by the TVA. Something happens there. Um, if you saw Loki, you know the TVA is a time time universe uh, policing group. Yeah, so they're they time cops, right? The time cops. And if you saw the if you saw Deadpool two, you know that Deadpool went a little bit crazy and started killing everybody, using time travel and multiversal multiverse uh, fuckery. Then, so you already know that he's in trouble there because he killed himself writing Green Lantern, I believe. Reading Green Lantern. Yes. Green Lantern. Yeah. So yeah, there there this movie I'm so excited for, and uh, if it sets up to Secret Wars, I'm guessing that Hugh Jackman will be a part of that. Secret Wars at this at this point in time sounds like it's going to be not only the culmination of Phase Four, Phase Five, Phase Six. It's going to be the culmination of not only MCU and the reboot of MCU, but it's going to be a love letter to everything Marvel, past, present, and we could see Blade from um, what's his name from the first Blade Wesley movies, Snipes. Wesley Snipes. We could see everybody from the X Men universe. I think Logan will be a part of this. We'll see. The, We'll see the Spider-Man. It'd be super wild if they went back and they got the actors that did the Fantastic Four movie that's on YouTube. Yeah. That never got officially oh, released. Could yeah. you imagine that this randomly show up? <laughs> yeah, this could be. I mean, we had the same hype when we heard about The Flash for the very first time, too, and look how that yep. turned out. So uh, I, I I have high hopes for it. Um, I mean, could you imagine the amount of shit that's going to happen in that movie? I mean, we couldn't even imagine Endgame. When it, before it happened and how epic that movie ended up happening. Yep, and there's even the rumor too that this movie might be like the soft reboot of the MCU in general. And that's what it seems. Um, and that's what it seems to be the case. Um, it's going to yes. reset reset everything to a brand new combined universe yep. with new. And variants. at that point, Spider-Man could actually be the leader of the Avengers or yep. something like that. Like right now, he can't be because he's so young and whatnot. But uh, yep. yeah, really looking forward to this way more than Kang Dynasty, which doesn't even have a writer yet. Yeah, Kang Dynasty, I think there's going to be a lot of changes behind the scene, and it's mostly because of Jonathan Majors. We'll get into yep. that years from now. But um, finally in news, D23 is going to happen next year on August uh, 9th, 10th, and 11th. Um, D23 is Disney's big version of their uh, Comic-Con, It's their Comic-Con, yep. And they have a lot of, that's where a lot of their panels, and they talk about Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, um, everything comes out then. But they did have a little D twenty three thing this week, but it wasn't it wasn't the D twenty three that we know. It's it's more of a about the parks and about uh, about um, merchandising, and they announced this Disney Legacy animated film collection, a hundred movies in this box set on Blu ray. They have almost every movie. I think it actually has every movie except for the ones that are controversial. It doesn't have like Song of the South, but it has every movie from the very beginning of Snow White. 
I believe it even has Steamboat Willie, and it has all the way up to uh, Encanto, I believe, or whatever the last animated movie was. Um, I think Elemental was the last one. But, um, yeah, I looked at the pictures of this box, and if I was still into collecting DVDs, I would definitely get this. It has all the Pixar movies, all the animation movies from my childhood that I, that I grew up and loved. So, Is it, uh, is it Blu-ray or 4K? I believe it's Blu-ray, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, some of them could be in 4K though, because I know it has a lot of the, uh, the newer stuff too. So I don't know. I, it all depends on okay. what it's remastered, but, um, super, but yeah, that's it for news. Um, uh, I put at one the more, bottom you, here, you I saw one more thing. right, right before we went on, I saw the really set images from House of the Dragon season two. Oh, nice. Um, and when I heard the show was announced, there were two things that I was most looking forward to. Um, one of them super spoilery, spoilery, so I won't get into it. But the second one is Blood and Cheese. Okay. Which is the revenge from Damon's side over the end of what happens at the end of season one. Okay. And the set photos look like they're pretty much saying Blood and Cheese is going to happen in the first two episodes okay. of House of the Dragon season two. And if it's done correctly, it's going to cause a lot of talk. It should be brutal. And... It's going to be very controversial, and I cannot fucking wait. Because um, they're still able to film because they're filming overseas. Yep. Um, so the strikes don't really affect it outside of the writers. Um, so let's hope that they do the blood and cheese angle justice because it's fucking awesome. And nice. it makes you question which house you're actually allegiance to, hmm. which is kind of crazy because we're both on the side of the blacks, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. So, looking forward to that. Hopefully that show comes out next August, or earlier. Yeah, uh, I hope, so. I hope yeah. so. We need something to watch like that. We need some more fantasy stuff. That and Lord of the Rings, hopefully we'll be yep. getting back t- back on track. And, um, yeah, that's it for news. It's a it's a good time to be a geek right now. I mean, even, yep. though, even though we're in the middle of a writer's strike, there's a lot of cool stuff coming out. Um, a lot of stuff in the horizon in the next five years or so. So, um, yeah, that's it for news, and that's it for our show. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening this week. And it was kind of a little bit longer than usual, but we had some stuff to ca- catch up on from last week. And uh, and uh, we'll get into some football movies next week, a uh, couple of them. I don't know what we're going to watch yet. But, uh, but, yeah, that's it. So uh, we'll talk to everybody next week. Peace. Later.